0: Hi. Welcome to Revenue Marketing Television, the CMO Insights Series. I am your host, Hi. Jeff Pedowitz, President and CEO of Pedowitz Group. Today, we have with us Ardith Albi, B2B strategist, author, speaker extraordinaire, and a good friend of mine. Ardith, welcome to the show.
1: Thanks, Jeff. It's great to be here.
0: Thank you. And it's great seeing you again the other week. So, uh, well, we've been through a lot over the, over so many years, and lots of trends, lots of changes. So for 2018, what's, what's the big thing?
1: Uh, well, for 2018, one of the big things for me is figuring out how to use texting as a marketing channel, text messaging. So it's one of my most exciting projects that I'm working on with a client, and I'm fascinated by how mobile everything's becoming and how to actually use messaging in a way that is engaging and relevant for people. And they're all saying they want would rather speak to brands through text. So mostly I'm seeing B2C applications, which is new and different for me because, you know, I focus on B2B. Yeah. So looking at the B2B possibilities and the different ways to uh, incorporate text messaging as part of the relationship. So, Kind of fun, a different take. People are a bit scared of it. So,
0: that, I mean, it's, it's interesting because texting's been around for what, a good 14, 15 years now. Uh, certainly on the BBC side, it's found some earlier adoption. But, so what, what would be some examples? How would a B2B marketer use text as a channel?
1: Uh, well, all kinds of things. And I think uh, it depends on. Where it's natural in the relationship. So for, from a marketing perspective, perhaps it's uh, event registrations or sharing your podcast so it's accessible easily on the device somebody has at hand when they're commuting or something like that. It could be sharing information Um that is mobile friendly right so embedding video um, different things like that uh, for educational purposes could be as you're onboarding a customer sharing product use usage tips could be loyalty programs or you know getting uptake and usage of the product could be you know, all kinds of things with sales, it could be meeting scheduling, it could be sending follow-up information. There's a lot of different applications. You kind of have to figure out how best to use it. It's like the social media conundrum, you know, how do you best use it? But then again, the phone is a personal device, you know, it's really personal to a lot of people. So how do you offer them something that is so relevant that they would allow you to send it to them on their phone? You know, versus email, which everybody knows is pretty much a dumping ground most of the time. So, you know, it has to be something exclusive, special, relevant, timely. You know, those kinds of things, which is a challenge. I love <laughs> because it's all about the right story. You know, the right relevant communication. Um, so it's it's an interesting concept. It's interesting to watch how B2C companies are using it. Everyone from universities to engage students you know, and recruit new students and for admissions and that kind of thing, to we have a car driving company using it to interact with their drivers because they're in the car all the time. So they have their mobile phone, right, but not access to other things. So they use it for that.
0: Interesting. It's it's fascinating, really. So uh, now... It is fascinating with, with uh, texting. So one of the first things though, that comes to mind, not its efficacy as a potential channel, but the data and the silos it could potentially create because marketers are already having enough channel trouble with the other channels. So what would you say to a marketing executive that would want to try this, but how do they incorporate it in with the rest of their mix?
1: Well, just like Marketo is marketing automation that syncs with the CRM, SMS messaging platforms think automation for messaging sync with the CRM In my clients case it's a native application available on the app exchange you can use it right within Salesforce as a CRM or Zoho or what have you um, so every message sent and received is appended to the contact record so you've got your your full data your 360-degree conversational history and you can also mine that data for analytics. And uh, it's really interesting to look at what's possible with AI, to look at intent data. For example, you can use keywords with texting, right? Text uh, home to get your welcome kit or whatever, right? So you have words that you can invite people to use to get information they want. You can also use it for surveying and then you, you know, save all of their answers and so hopefully the intent really is to get to closer to that one-to-one um, personalization type effort, um, which you know also has a play with marketing automation, right? As you track behavioral data and those kinds of things. And SMS messaging platforms can also integrate with marketing automation like Marketo. So you could blend messaging and email. We have a client that sends a text to tell people to look in their email box, right, because they sent them something in email that wasn't really suitable to opening on a phone. Um, And they have increased their response rates and and engagement because people go, oh, I should go look, whereas before it used to kind of get lost in there.
0: Hmm. So switching gears, uh, the conference we were at a couple weeks ago, I think, great conference, but it seemed that every vendor was talking about account-based marketing. Um, So what's your take on just the whole movement towards account-based marketing, how it's being adopted, you know, what what are some of the, the trends that you're seeing related to that topic?
1: Yeah, well, I'm kind of, I have a kind of different take on it. So, you know, I've been developing personas and doing content marketing strategies like forever. So for me, what Everybody's calling account-based marketing today. I feel like I've been doing with my clients for years. And so I think the biggest difference is actually culling your list of accounts and saying, we're going to focus on these 50 accounts or or what have you and dialing it in even tighter. You know, but for me with my clients, we've been marketing to the buying committee, you know, although not specifically account-based, but you know, persona-based and driven. So I think it's really interesting. I think a lot of companies are wrapping themselves around the axle with account-based marketing because they're either trying to get so specific that they can't reuse anything, you know, as they hone in on accounts, or that they're not getting specific enough so it's not really making any difference than what they were doing before that right? So I I find it really interesting. I still think um, that B2B companies have got to get to know their audiences better. You know, I really, really think they do. And every time I do a persona project and they're assuring me they know their audiences, we find out they really don't as we work through the research and talking to the actual customers and prospects and really learning about what they find important,
0: is that, is that one of the biggest mistakes you see marketing executives make?
1: Oh, absolutely. I've got clients who say, well, you know, personas would be really nice. We'll do them. But right now we need to get content out the door. So could you just write content and, you know, help us get our programs launched? And I'm kind of like, okay, who am I writing for? Yep. <laughs> what do they care about? Right? What, what kind of story should we tell? What's the narrative that's going to hook them, you know? Well, you know. They're this kind of executive, right for them. And I'm like, okay, well, they care about, it, you know. And so it's... it's yeah, Just just get
0: it out. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Just, just get it out.
1: <laughs> yeah, so they tend to put the cart before the horse. And I, I really think that's the biggest failing because they all have great intentions. They all have good stories they could tell if they just knew how to position them to engage the people they need to engage. But, you know, I find repeatedly... That when I look at a company's messaging, their blog posts, their content, what have you, they're off just enough that they miss the mark because they just don't know their audiences well enough. And so, you know, for exa- example, I was, I'm working with a client right now where they have, they're trying to take over a market and they have invented some phrasing and some terminology. It's really quite good but they haven't explained it in a way that their prospects care about. And so they have to continue to explain it all the time because they haven't made the point clear and simple. So that's just an example. And as we're building personas for them, they're going, oh, well, we could shift it this way a little bit, you know, to um, engage better. And it's kind of like, yeah, you know, and so, they are also marketing into an industry that is unquestionably a laggard risk averse hates change so you know by leaping ahead with this big new idea you can frighten people you know so you need to understand how to do that in a way that engages and guides people forward rather than having them go oh my god no you know so um, it, it's really interesting, I think, and there's a lot of nuance involved in this kind of stuff.
0: There certainly is. So um, you think it's harder to be a marketing executive today than it was, say, five years ago?
1: Oh, I do. Absolutely. You know, and I think what I'm seeing, this, there's a couple of shifts. And you guys have always been about revenue, right? Well, I'm seeing a lot of marketers who are now responsible for a percentage of revenue quota that they have to prove they've contributed to within the pipe. I'm also seeing marketers having to step up and be the custodian or the um, overseer of customer experience, which ranges across marketing sales and service, right? For the the whole customer life cycle. Not something they've been used to doing, right? You get that lead ready for sales, you hand it off and you go, okay, I'm done. Let's go find more. No, now we have to market all the way through the entire cycle, right? And uh, that's something that I'm not sure a lot of marketers are prepared to do, you know? But it's the reality. Somebody has to take over this entire experience and as you know, consumers get better and better experiences from the brands they interact with. They expect the same thing from B two B, and that's that's hard to deliver on.
0: Everyone wants the uh, Amazon or Netflix ex- Netflix experience, right? Yeah. So, uh, I, um, I think there was uh, your everyone expects their last best customer experience, I guess, in their next interaction, regardless of where it is. So. Yep,
1: and. Yeah, and I think the other challenge, too, is that digital tools have enabled consumers to switch whenever they want. It's easy to switch brands and companies. You know, it's no longer, okay, you stick with the one you brought to the dance, you know. You can, there are all kinds of choices out there, and it's easy to switch. And so it becomes even more and more important, you know, for B2B companies to deliver a better experience because the people buying from them are also consumers. So they have those expectations as a consumer and they don't disappear just because they walk in the office.
0: So if you were to give advice to an aspiring younger marketing uh, person that wants to become an executive, wants to run a marketing team, what would you tell him or her?
1: The first thing would be to get to know your audience better than they know themselves. But the second thing, which I think is hugely important, is to learn the language of business. You have to be able to talk to your executive team in a way they care about in order to build your career as a marketer because marketing is now involved in so much of the company process, right? And we deserve to be. But if we can't talk about the things our executive teams care about, you know, they don't care about clicks and views and whatever. They care about revenue. They care about, you know, cash flow, pipeline velocity, you know, post-market share, all of those things. And we need to learn how to talk about that stuff. You know, I ran companies for 30 years before I became a marketing consultant. There's a big difference in being able to talk to an executive team and understand a p l and a balance sheet.
0: There certainly is. (laughs) Well, as always, your comments are spot on, insightful, and uh, so great having you on the show. So, Arda, thank you so much for making the time today.
1: Yep, thanks for having me.
0: You bet.